0: Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. no it's a bullshit statistic so anyways hello and welcome to Drum dish <laughs> where three delicious dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process this is episode n- not number 20 it says number 20 in my notes number no. 22 wow. yeah. where we'll be discussing nutmeg and nutmeg island mm. i think yes <laughs> yes yay we'll be
1: discussing those two things i promise
0: perfect i'm melissa i'm amy and i'm kate yay Uh, Now that we've introduced ourselves every episode, Kate asks us one food-related question or sometimes not food-related. So, Kate, what do you got for us? All right.
2: I've got um, a really... This is a heavy hitter, guys. Oh, I'm ready. This is a really... This is a a tough one. I've had two glasses of wine already, so I'm nice. All right.
1: uh, My mind's lubricated. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Lubricated mind. Uh, The question is breakfast, lunch, or dinner? For favorite meal Mm -hmm. breakfast yeah totally wow i didn't think we were gonna i'm
0: also there for breakfast i mean i feel like most people like a lot of people don't eat breakfast which is bad yeah you should eat breakfast um but like even though they don't eat breakfast like i I think they like breakfast food
1: Mm.
2: i don't know i mean i i i I do. Yes, I agree. So like, like when you think of breakfast food, are you are we talking about like an omelet? Are we talking about eggs? Yeah, eggs. Like waffles? Bacon, or
0: hash browns, waffles, pancakes, French toast. Okay. Jeez, just even like some fruit and yogurt and granola is mm-hmm.
1: the shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. yeah. I much prefer it. To me, breakfast is like you can have a big, hearty, fulfilling, delicious meal with breakfast mm-hmm. with limited culinary skills. Mm-hmm. And with limited ingredients, okay. like I feel like it's much harder to pull off a delicious dinner or lunch. Like dinner which,
0: is always so much more involved. Yeah, and lunches are hard because you don't want like a huge meal yeah, it's a at smaller lunch. Smaller portion. So I. So I um. I spend a
2: lot of time trying to come up with really good questions for us. Mm -hmm. And I was talking with my husband um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a great question. This is going to be so good. And I was like breakfast, lunch or dinner. And he was like lunch. And he didn't even think twice about it. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Lunch is just like leftovers or like a sandwich. No, he's a he loves a good sandwich, though. Okay, I feel like I've never seen him eat just a sandwich. No. Well, so this is the thing, too, is like. He doesn't eat anything on a sandwich. He's very... But, like... Like, I see him
0: bring leftovers a lot. Yeah,
2: he brings... Like, we purposely... I make dinner with his lunches in mind but that's mm. not what he's talking about when he talks about lunch i he don't means, see like, what
0: he eats when he like leaves to go on break so yeah maybe that's when he's eating these sandwiches Well, but i
2: don't think you've got a good <laughs> sandwich place like i think that's the other thing now we like have a
0: panini place that's like meh nah.
2: and i think that he like the guy at the panini place knows him knows his <laughs> me, knows but even that he it's not like not his favorite so um but there's a you know there's like a bagel place downtown and it's his like most favorite thing like he would eat this king bagel sandwich like every day you can't see melissa's face <laughs> but i mean that's breakfast no 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 so it's a <laughs> but like, he's eating it for lunch like yeah so he's got it's a, it's a bagel but it's got like um sliced turkey and oh and cheese mm-hmm. and like like a bagel sandwich like. but with
0: like oh that's weird yeah like a deli it's like a
2: deli but instead i'm not of... here for that is it the bagel
1: cafe mm-hmm. that place yeah, yeah 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 that place yeah <laughs> they have really good bagels yeah i've never been uh, like if there's a good sandwich yeah like i'm there for a good sandwich yeah, yeah no really i love a good sandwich deli in my town mm-hmm. which is surprising because there's not a lot in mm-hmm. my town mm-hmm. but it's it, they have the most amazing fucking sandwiches i've ever had in yeah. my life and i would I would happily eat there. If I had to choose just, like, one restaurant to eat at for the rest of my life, I would happily choose that. Okay.
2: But... So, what makes it so great? Like, what makes... Is it the bread? Because, like, for me, it's all about the bread, right? They have
1: great bread. They have, have, like, really nice, fresh cold cuts. Mm -hmm. And then, also, they have, like, really good sauces and really interesting um, flavor mixtures. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, they'll have, like, meats uh that have been spiced like in specific ways but then they'll also do like in-house like sauces that like have uh, like they'll have like cajun inspired flavors and or like asian inspired flavor like it's, like no matter what you're in the mood for what kind of food you can get a sandwich there <gasps> huh, okay that that will meet you look i you love a good go. sandwich
0: yeah like i do but like i feel very strongly about breakfast you yeah. get really mad when i hear that people don't eat breakfast it's, it, it's like, delicious. It like infuriates me. So, well besides think- just being delicious, it's good for you. Like yeah. it gets your metabolism kickstarted for the day cuz you've been fasting all night. Yeah.
2: So there is a lot of stuff that like there's a lot of people that um like intermittent fasting which I fucking
0: hate a bunch of people at my work are doing
1: it Mm.
2: so and there's there's like I hate it I hate it you gotta have the the you have to understand the science you can't just like start intermittent fasting and be like I'm just gonna only eat for five hours a day but I'm gonna eat all the stuff everything that I possibly want to eat yeah Yeah,
0: I don't think there's a guy at my work he only eats between 12 and 5 yeah no but I I don't think he's eating. I think he's trying to eat, like, better, too. Yeah. But, like, you've already been fasting all night. Like, if your body needs something to burn for energy in the morning. Like, it, my nutritionist is like, your metabolism is going to be like a fucking snail if you don't put anything in your body to burn. Because it's going to be, like, holding. Like, when you don't eat when you actually fast. Your body learns that you're not going to feed it, right? So then it starts holding on to stuff, and your metabolism just slows right down, right? So there's a conversation, there's a conversation obviously a doctor, right? So you can't tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) So, there's
2: I think that the theory behind intermittent fasting is that, um, when you don't have fresh calories to burn, that your body will burn the your fat like right. your existing fat so it'll there's do a initially right correct so there's a conversation there but I, you just like anything you shouldn't just start it because you read something on the internet and you're like oh this sounds like an yeah. easy way to lose like keto i'm just gonna i'm gonna eat all of the fatty meat on the face of the planet yeah. oh and no, no bread and i'll <laughs> be fine or
0: just do keto, like hardcore keto for six months and then your hair starts falling yeah. out like my coworker. yeah
2: no good no good no <laughs> yeah. good but yes i i so I think that regardless of whether you eat breakfast at 11 o'clock in the morning or 6 o'clock in the morning, um, breakfast is freaking delicious. Oh, it's freaking delicious. Yeah.
0: Besides the health part. (laughs) I mean, like I can't really argue the health benefits of eating like a giant Belgian waffle at, you know. 10 o'clock in the morning that's mm-hmm. not exactly uh, for my health thing oh i'm boosting my metabolism with all these sugar and carbs yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah now i need to take a nap yeah <laughs> and then
0: you go back to bed right but right. yeah
1: i think I, like breakfast is like the most perfect meal like yeah I, like i did so intermittent kind. fasting for a, a period of time and the thing that made me stop was that i missed breakfast and like i was only like having one real breakfast big meal a day mm-hmm. like i was doing like the warrior meal thing or whatever I don't um, know what that. i don't know what that no is. thank you it's just you just have one big i'm a i'm meal a, a day you can have like essentially like 50 like a thousand to 1500 calories but it's in like one sitting yeah like I, you don't eat the rest of the day Oh
0: my god. I almost just said I'm a pecker <laughs> because I like I scavenge. Graze, like yeah. I yeah, I graze. You eat like Thank a bird. you. Yeah. I birds eat one hundred times their weight, but anyways. <laughs> my old stepdad used to say that to me all the time, and it pissed me off so much that I went to the library. <laughs> And like, looked like research birds. And it turns out that a bird on average eats 100 times their weight a day. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, they're also the flitting around know. constantly. Right. Their like metabolisms in constant are like movement. Yeah. yeah. Through the roof. Yeah. But no, I, I, so I eat like a lot of the best, the best like food plans or whatever that I've ever been on where I actually like followed and felt good and, whatever started to get healthy was where i eat like five small mm-hmm. meals a day mm. like you you know you take you eat something or really smaller smoothie first thing when you get up in the morning and you do your stuff and then you eat a breakfast and then you have a snack yeah and then you eat lunch and then you have a snack and then you eat dinner um and they're not huge portions because mm-hmm. i yeah. just can't eat that much in one sitting I, Although I will house an entire Belgian waffle. Yeah. I
1: easily can't eat that much in one sitting. Well, you,
0: yeah, you're like a trash compactor, yeah, like a I, sexy, big-breasted <laughs> trash compactor. That, is,
2: that, that might be the, the, the nicest thing, thing she's ever said to you. <laughs> That's the
0: sweetest thing you've ever said to me, I've said you so said. many nice things to you. Shut up.
1: But do we have them on tape? Yes. <laughs> or whatever this for is. For sure. On Digital tape. recording. <laughs> we do, for sure. Okay um uh, but yeah I think the thing that has always compelled me to not do those diets like I'll do them for like a couple weeks and then I'll be like ah, I miss breakfast or like mm-hmm. I'll make that big meal always breakfast. Mm-hmm. So like Jake and you have be me like what's for dinner? I'll be like breakfast. Mm-hmm. We're having breakfast again. <laughs> breakfast for dinner every day cuz I just love <laughs> fucking breakfast. Yeah, so I
0: think there's a difference between saying like I'm a breakfast person and saying that I like breakfast food that's right Right. so like because there are a lot of people that like breakfast food but they don't eat breakfast and I'm like a huge believer in eating breakfast I think it's super important Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's just you know my thing and what I've gotten from like the nutritionists and doctors I've worked with who of course are working with me specifically so Mm -hmm. like I have very specific needs and if I don't eat for long periods of time I will pass out so like right so that's a blood sugar thing yeah that's a yeah and i think
2: i think that's the other thing about a lot of those like but also breakfast food is the best food breakfast so i this is the first time we're totally in agreement oh yeah i totally agree 100 percent. and i don't even mean like the brunchy stuff i mean like just straight up breakfast like brunches or or what about like cereal
0: cereal is fucking delicious yes cereal is
2: under like so underrated cereal with almond
0: milk I hate almond milk. I'm also it's super unhealthy. I was you should just stop drinking say, it. I'm so, so. I just discovered this. So I was using almond milk because all of my nutrition plan stuff is almond milk because mm-hmm. it is super healthy for you, um, and it's low in sugar and good cholesterol and like well high in good cholesterol, but whatever. Yeah. Um. But then I I read an article and I guess like the amount of water that it takes to grow almonds is like obscene oh. like it's a lot and it's also they use an episode on they this. yeah they use specific bees to pollinate yeah, it's and killing it's killing the bees. killing bees like um <sighs> it's basically overworking so the bees. yeah so we've switched to oat milk get ready for nutmeg
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy
0: <laughs> oh i know and that's why i picked this topic <laughs> mm-hmm um i haven't tried oat mi- oat milk it's good yeah it's it's greg got it because he doesn't like soy milk and he doesn't like almond or he doesn't <coughs> like almond milk but he wanted to eat cereal mm. so he started getting oat milk and i tried it and i was like this is still pretty good i still don't like it like in my coffee yeah anything besides like soy creamer and my coffee just tastes
1: like it 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 brings too much flavor. You had rice milk once in your coffee in Minnesota when you came out to visit me. Yeah, it was probably fine. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, you drank it. Like the guy convinced you to get it, and you're like, I've had rice milk before, and it's horrible. And then you drank it, and you're like, this I not. Is not bad. we were out.
0: Yeah. yeah we were out. Oh, were we at the the eggies or whatever?
1: We were at still. We were in Stillwater on the river, right by the Wisconsin border. Why did I get coffee? I don't know.
0: Oh, with the cafe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah,
2: okay. I've never had. I've never definitely never had rice milk.
0: Yeah, it's just um watery. Okay. <coughs> um, soy milk's like super creamy, so it's hard to get away from that. Yeah, and it, I don't feel like then this is me, obviously. I don't feel like it imparts a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. So you don't get like those off flavors the like fake flavor but it has like a lot of hormones in it and too much soy isn't great for you yeah Yeah, Um, it caused
1: lots of health problems yeah and also
0: Monsanto (laughs) owns basically like every soybean ever Mm. so you're just paying into that system um so then I was using almond milk but I hate it in coffee I hate the taste of almond milk I can't eat it in cereal Um, I can't have it in coffee I was just using it for like baking because you don't yeah so
2: i was using so before i read that arc about about the poor bees i was using almond milk on in my like um refrigerator oatmeal because it's Mm. like the best overnight oats are the best oh my gosh they're so the best
0: whoever came up with overnight oats is a god really thank you
2: mr overnight oat because probably mrs let's be honest true that's That's true true. thank you mrs miz thank you miz overnight Mm. oat because you are A hero, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Um. Okay. Breakfast, excellent, excellent. But now we use oat milk. Oat milk. Um, It still tastes weird in coffee, though. mm. So we still use soy creamer. Okay, fair. That's fair. And a little bit of soy creamer. I mean, yeah, I don't use that much. Yeah, I drink my coffee pretty pretty dark. Did you see the thing I posted on Twitter with the like pick? I think I posted it on the Drunk Dish Twitter. You pick like the color of your steak for doneness. And then the color of your toast and then the color of your coffee. And it's like a war in the comments. Anybody that picks the higher numbers are fucking animals because the higher numbers are like, um, like well done steak. Okay. And then like burnt toast is obviously the high number, or barely even toasted toast is a low number. And then coffee one is like black. Okay. And then all the way at the other end is, like, essentially drinking milk. Is, like... So, if you post, like, that you're near the end, someone will just um, comment, okay, milk drinker. <laughs> all right. Because I picked the second <coughs> coffee, and someone was, like, the only option is, like, 240A or whatever, which is like rare rare and regular toast and whatever mm-hmm. and i was like not everybody can drink black coffee it's too acidic on the yeah. tum yeah. and they were yeah. just like okay milk drinker <laughs> <laughs> nice it's so good nice. but i wanted to see i posted it and i posted melissa because i was kind of hoping that like oh i'll have to check it you guys would put your I'll own but
1: look. i don't think either of you i've been glued to the am i an asshole twitter <laughs> feed and that's pretty much all I've got on. I mean I've essentially taken over the
0: drunk dish Twitter. So I,
2: I only list I really, really pretty much look at um the um, the dog ones and the we otter rate ones Ra- yeah we dog rate dogs rates. Is... we rate dogs dog, oh, dog rate whatever there's, I got yeah, I got
0: one of my coworkers that page a day calendar for his birthday oh my gosh so every day he comes in and he gets super excited he's like oh who's it gonna be today and he <laughs> peels it off and every time he does the same thing he goes oh look at that guy <laughs> and then he reads and then he reads the little thing about it and then he shows it to me and we oh. both like coo over it. It's the cutest fucking thing. Anyways. that's amazing. The dog nice. rates calendar we rate dogs is really really cute, and you should go buy it. I we probably get it like seventy five percent off today because it's like yeah oh because it's a month in yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah. Um, well, excellent. So, um, with with all that being said,
0: <laughs> sorry, Amy's still all sick, guys. Well, yeah. under the weather, always, always, little under the weather.
2: Um, Melissa, what are we drinking today?
0: Well holy shit are we drinking a thing holy, holy shit so first I was looking up like nutmeg stuff and of course everything that has nutmeg in it is like some sort of like fucking eggnog yeah. or you know f- uh, egg flip or like heavy cream and Been I was there, like that. not really here for that so then I started looking towards Indonesia for um what's the word I'm looking for inspiration? I don't know inspiration yeah so I actually found an article about like the best cocktails that bartenders in Indonesia are making mm-hmm. right now. And I found this cocktail called the Bali Pims. So does anybody know what a PIMS is? Nope. No. Nope. So Pim's number one is a British liqueur. It's like herbal. It's like uh, a brown yeah, liqueur. Okay. Um and a Pim's cup is generally it's Pim's number one with either ginger ale or like ginger beer. Okay. Essentially, you can add some other stuff here or there, but that's essentially what it is. So this is kind of a variation on that. Now, the article I found, I couldn't find anywhere the actual recipe for this drink. Hmm. So I kind of just like did my own thing. Like so it was um, an article of the best cocktails in Bali um, and it was vented and served at the Potato Head Beach Club. Um, and it like I said, it didn't include the recipe, just the main ingredients. So I kind of had to like figure out the amounts and stuff mm-hmm. um so here's what i came up with so it's one ounce of PIMS number one uh one ounce of lemongrass infused gin which Ooh. i had to make mm. um which i'll put on the block i mean essentially you just get lemongrass and you put it in some gin and you let it sit for a couple days and then store it in the fridge after and boom you have lemongrass infused gin um Two ounces of ginger beer. Mm-hmm. So the specifically the one that's made at Potato Head Beach Club um, is pink ginger beer. Mm. They make it. It specifically said house made pink ginger beer, but I couldn't find any recipes online for pink ginger beer. So I don't know what makes it pink. Okay. Okay. Um Fentimin's the like soda company has a pink ginger beer. The only place that they said it was sold near me uh, didn't have it. We like actually went looking for oh, it no. and they didn't have it. So I'm just using regular ginger beer. I didn't make it. I did plan on making my own ginger beer. How dare you? But that didn't happen because I spent all my time making the next ingredient, which is pineapple tapache, which is a fermented pineapple beverage. Okay. Which we'll talk about. Um, and then it has one ounce of fresh passion fruit. Um, and then depending on how sweet you like it, you can add a quarter of an ounce or a half an ounce of simple syrup to it. But the tapache is pretty sweet because um, okay. as I'll tell you, I mean, I can just tell you it's got like a pound of brown sugar in it. Oh, Actually, this one, we did a half batch, so it only has half a pound of brown sugar mm. in it. Um, So it's pretty sweet, Um, mm. but you can throw in a little extra simple syrup if it's not quite sweet enough for you. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm going to go make that, and then I'll come back. I'll tell you a little bit about the process of making the tapache, and then I have some fun nutmeg facts. Cool. Yay, we'll be right
3: back. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate Cage cast, where we discuss the movies and life of the national treasure, Nick Cage. My name is Linda, and every week I'll be joined by my brother Donnie and my best friend Adrian.
4: There are three of us here, and I can't help but notice that none of us are Nicolas Cage. Did nobody call him? What? A Cage cast with no Nick Cage? What the shit's going on here?
3: No, instead of being Nicolas Cage, we're three Nicolas Cage experts, which is the next best thing. I don't think we should admit to being
4: experts. Too
3: late. Unlike other Cage podcasts, we want you to participate. If you've seen Nick Cage out in the wild or have any other fun Nick Cage stories, we want to hear it. If you have any real-life dilemmas, we want you to send them in.
4: We are not experts at anything. We are not life coaches, and we are not in any way, shape, or form qualified to give you suggestions on life choices. But Nick Cage is, and he's made hundreds of life choices.
3: We'll try to glean any wisdom we can from Nick Cage's character we're discussing that week to help you with your situation.
4: Seriously, I cannot stress enough just how much you should not take our advice. But we're experts. No, seriously, we're not experts. Yes, but we will be reviewing his first acting gig as Nicholas Coppola, Best of Times, which features a young and very precious Crispin Glover. And his work in Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
3: And is working my nightmares. Please subscribe and join us every week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, YouTube, or our website, cageskids.com. We're experts.
4: We're not experts.
3: For sure. For, For sure. Okay, we're back. This
2: looks so fancy. Oh my gosh, it's so fancy. I know, I'm
0: so proud of it. You should be it's proud. Gorgeous. So, Amy, you can grab yours, just be careful. Oh boy. <laughs> not to spill it on our new couch. Jesus. <laughs> oh no pressure! I mean, it's a dark couch, so I don't think it would actually matter. So I have actually put less tapache in yours than mine because tapache for sure brings the funk. Um, ooh, I like that. So, oh, also we have glass straws. Um, I know, I like that too. These these are from um Surfside Sips, um Andrew who. Uh, runs it makes the straws and everything we actually connected on Instagram and he actually sent us like a bunch of like freebies too Oh,
1: thank you Andrew
0: Andrew is very sweet <laughs> and he does listen to the show now so hi Yay. Andrew we're best friends now you
1: better listen to the show because we're thanking you <laughs> um, but
0: so yeah I've been using these glass straws mm. constantly I love them because I fucking hate paper straws as we had yeah. discussed on a previous um, previous episode I hate paper straws they just don't feel mm. good but um, but yeah, so yeah, um, Pimm's glass
1: straws are amazing.
0: Yeah, Pimm's number one, um, tapache, ginger beer, passion fruit puree, um, <sighs> something else. Oh, lemongrass gin. That's, it's it's like my new favorite drink. I but I just, I had to make a bunch of things in it, so I was just
2: about to yeah. say that might be the favorite thing that you've made so mm. far. Like that it's is just so good. It's and I do I do tend to enjoy the m- more fruit forward or the sweeter things mm-hmm. like sometimes well the
0: pims is really herbal yeah yeah that's
2: just i don't think it's so sickeningly sweet though that right. like it's it that's a that's a well, dangerous her, beverage and in
0: hers i put simple syrup in and mine i did not okay oh really okay. yeah because i like it a little less sweet
2: yeah um yeah. like so consider <laughs> it it's a it's a dangerous beverage because i feel like it's um
0: Oh yeah, no, I suck these things. Yeah,
2: down. like it's it's mm-hmm. like it's not quite unlimited juice, you know. <laughs> it's not quite so sweet that you would.
0: And I also put some pineapple. I know. Bronze in well, what I, I was oh, going to so say, pretty. actually, was thank that you, the... educated barfly, for showing me that trick.
2: Well, I don't know who showed you the trick of choosing those glasses that actually oh. look like. Pineapple. they're just yeah. the
0: only con collins glasses i have but they look like
2: pineapples they yeah right
0: greg-, greg got them for me
1: for christmas they're, they're
2: amazing and like i'll just yeah
1: yeah this is gonna be great i'm not gonna be able to do shit tomorrow oh my big god big fan
0: it's so good mm. um i love it so much um so essentially for this it's very standard cocktail stuff you combine the the pims, the gin and the tapache unless so when you ferment tapache you can ferment it initially, and then you can separate it into, like, smaller bottles. Like, um, they have to be fermentation-safe bottles, like bustle, bottles that can remain under pressure. Mm-hmm. So, like, soda stuff that's meant for, like, bubbly stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can ferment them more and get it actually carbonated. Oh. This one isn't carbonated. I do have a bottle set aside that I'm trying to carbonate. Okay. Um, So, if you do that and it gets super bubbly, you might not want to put the tapache in the initial mix you might want to add it later like with the ginger beer so you just combine all the non-bubbly stuff the passion fruit simple syrup gin um pims and then you shake it strain into a hurricane or larger collins glass filled with crushed ice and then you top with ginger beer um or if you haven't added the tapache you can throw that in there too um but I like the tapache mixed in because you don't really. There's not a, a lot of room for ginger beer at the end of this when you, mm-hmm. yeah, when you filter it uh, or when you
1: filter it when you shake it and pour it into the glass. Um, this tastes like something. It's very delicious, but it also tastes like like. You know, like in the olden days, people would be like, if you drink this alcoholic beverage, it will like help ward off evil spirits. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep you healthy. Like, it's like that. Well, so tapache was thought to obviously cure
0: all sorts of ailments. So tapache is a Mexican fermented beverage Mm. um, and used for thousands of years to cure shit. It obviously doesn't cure anything. I mean, it's just fermented pineapple essentially mm-hmm. so when i made the tapache it's water um we use brown sugar but traditionally you use um piloncillo piloncillo okay i think it's called it's like i actually put a picture in the drive um it's like these cones of like hard brown sugar okay okay Okay. but it's like a lot deeper and like more caramelly and molasses than brown sugar okay um i couldn't find those anywhere Hmm. so i just used brown sugar um and then a ripe fresh pineapple a cinnamon stick i used um ginger as well in it and uh one you can use one to two jalapenos in it i used one okay threw a jalapeno in there um so what you do is you yeah, kind it's, of... it's interesting. It's got a nice, like... It's not spicy, but no, you can tell
2: it's there. No, just like the side of your, like, it's, it's like the side of your tongue yeah. spice yeah. as opposed to, like...
1: It's so good that I forgot why I opened up the drive to look at pictures. <laughs> 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 what am I looking for again? You're looking for the
0: little cones of sugar. Oh, okay, okay.
1: There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. So All right.
0: I couldn't find those anywhere. You can probably yeah. find them at yeah, like specialty cool markets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um like Hispanic markets mm. or or what have you. Um so you just kind of you're supposed to like heat some stuff to um heat the water to dissolve the sugar and mm-hmm. stuff. I kind of skipped that step. I didn't do that. It seems fine. Um yeah. but then you add the brown sugar, dissolve it. Um and then you got to cut up the pineapple, which be careful doing that just cuz it gets like super super slippery mm-hmm. um and you're actually using the skin like the rind of the pineapple you don't want to throw any of that away really so like you can cut off the ends yeah. and save those cuz they make wonderful garnishes Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of it, you kind of cut the core out, and then you can use the pineapple flesh if you want, or you cannot. I've seen it done both ways where people just use the rind, and then some people use the actual pineapple. I used the actual pineapple yeah. and the rind. Okay. Okay. Um, you want to rinse it to get any like dirt or bugs off of it, but you don't want to wash it too well because there's gonna be bacteria on there that's good for fermentation. Oh. Um, so then you do all that, you throw it all together with the cinnamon, the ginger, the jalapeno. Um, and then basically you put it in a a well-sanitized container, either a pot or a jar. I used a mason mm-hmm. jar. And then you want to cover the top with either like a towel or um, cheesecloth. You don't want to seal it because mm-hmm. um, gases and stuff are going to build up, but you want to make sure that nothing gets in there. And then you just leave it to set like 24, 36 hours. I think we... think we left it for 48 okay because after the first day it wasn't really that funky and it hadn't really started to bubble up at all okay um so i left it for another day um so you want to see like those little bubbles and stuff on top because that means that the sugar is being eaten up by all the little like Mm. bacteria and stuff like fermentation to me is like super scary but this was actually really easy i didn't have any problems like it all went great um and then you transfer all the liquid, uh, liquid strain out like the ginger and the cinnamon and the pineapple and all of that stuff um, and, you know, put it in whatever jar you're going to put it in the refrigerator. And then you can throw that in the refrigerator. Like I said, you can also bottle it in smaller bottles and leave those to ferment longer to get carbonation. Okay. Again, you just want to be really careful and make sure you're using bottles that are meant for that because mm-hmm. you don't want a bottle exploding.
2: Right. In sad. your kitchen. Yeah. yeah. That would
0: be really bad. Um, it's generally served over ice. Um Jesus, Amy. It's
1: tasty. <laughs> I'm so glad you like it. Also, I'm gonna have like this is your time to talk and my time to listen and drink. And very shortly we're gonna switch roles <laughs> That's true. It'll be your time to listen and drink, and my time to talk. I won't have time
2: to
0: drink. <laughs> That's true. Um, also another traditional way to serve <laughs> tapache is actually in beer. Which Mm. I haven't tried yet. You do like half and half. Half beer, half tapache. Maybe I wouldn't hate beer. Yeah. Um, I haven't tried that yet. I do want to. Like I said, I do have a bottle fermenting again over there to try and get a little carbonated. So that's about that. Very cool. Um, So now we're going to move on to nutmeg because there's not really any history about this drink. Because you just made it up. I kind of made it. I mean, all the ingredients were provided and then I did my own thing. I am going to make my own ginger beer, though. That's my next. Oh, no. My next project is making creme de mure. Uh, which is blackberry liqueur? Oh, because you can't find it in the United States. Mm. I don't know why. It's really annoying. And I want to make a bramble, but anyways, so I'm gonna make that, uh, and then I'm gonna make my own ginger beer. So, anyways, did you guys know that nutmeg is a seed,
1: not a nut? I did know that. Yeah,
0: you're gonna know a, a bunch I'm of these. Know probably <laughs> yeah. Last time I ran stuff by you before I talked about it, but then like you didn't talk about some of the stuff in your bit, so I thought I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I just thought fuck it. If I mention it, <laughs> she'll probably expand on it, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh so the nutmeg tree is native to the Banda Islands in- of Indonesia and mm-hmm. it produces two different spices nutmeg and mace. Ah mace. Um <laughs> Connecticut is known as the nutmeg state, owing to the tradition that slick Yankee peddlers would sell s- whittled wooden nutmegs, I'm doing air quotes, to unsuspecting housewives.
2: <sighs> wow. Yep. You get your motto from a bunch of liars. Yeah. yeah, nice. A bunch of con artists selling nice. That's pretty
0: on brand with Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So it's true. It's true. Selling basically snake oil. <laughs> um. Uh whole nutmeg keeps almost indefinitely stored in airtight containers, but ground nutmeg loses its flavor very quickly. So stop using ground nutmeg, folks.
2: Hmm.
0: I think we had a conversation about Well, we did because I couldn't fucking find whole nutmeg right, anywhere, right, but right. now I have it and it's all I use. Well, yeah. and the and the fact that like a
1: actual fresh
2: nutmeg is a game changer. Like it is. Oh, it's oh, it's so good. not even the same. And it
1: wasn't super expensive. No. So. I cleaned out my mother's spice cabinet. Oh my gosh. A couple weeks ago, and there were spices in there, dear listeners, from the 70s. Oh, I oh wish that you had told me this. Did before. you take pictures of them? I w- no, I actually I donated the spice cans because my daughter's classroom set up like a fake grocery <sighs> I store.
2: I want them. I want them. So I, want- I
1: donated the spice cans to oh the fake grocery store. No,
2: I want them. Amy. If
0: I buy them some new, Amy. new, spices, can I have
2: the old spice
0: cans? <laughs> 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 I just no. I just want to see the cans. Yeah. You just should have yeah. taken pictures of them before I you gave them to her. What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> You're a content creator now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's prime for our Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh That's my cool. God. That's very I neat stuff, stuff um, that I'm supposed um, to be good at. So here's the fun part. I went down a real <laughs> rabbit hole with this stuff. I won't spend too much time on it, but in large quantities, nutmeg has hallucinogenic effects. One study actually reported that two to three teaspoons of nutmeg could cause convulsions
1: and even death. Yep. It has, uh, has a similar makeup to yeah. ecstasy.
0: But only one death has actually been attributed to nutmeg, and that was an eight-year-old boy. Oh. So much like the cinnamon challenge, the nutmeg challenge is very de- uh, dangerous, and you shouldn't do it. But also, like, I really want to just, like, fucking house go two wild. teaspoons of nutmeg during this show and see what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was, when I was doing research, I came across that, and I told Jake, my husband, and he was like, but, like, how much? He just kept being like, how much? And I go, I think, like, a tablespoon. Like yeah. a tablespoon will do it well tablespoon would
0: like fuck you up i imagine so um and here's a quote from the article um a new york times article titled a warning on nutmeg says that people using it as a drug consume two tablespoons before showing signs of intoxication however which contradicts the claim that two teaspoons is enough to be deadly so i feel like i could probably eat two teaspoons right now and be pretty safe
1: let's not try it let's not because i see the face you're naked. let's not do this let's not go down this path let's save that for another episode maybe <laughs> what do you mean another episode the edibles <laughs> the
2: edibles episode we're gonna this is definitely not make episode <laughs>
1: we'll probably do like i can imagine that we'll probably do an episode on like uh food with the hallucinogenic properties or something okay
0: i don't feel safe so you're telling me i can consume two to three teaspoons when we do that episode
1: I, maybe <laughs> i don't feel safe right now i feel ill prepared to deal with the <laughs> potential outcomes i that I'm just situation. Gonna, i'm gonna i've g- had a lot of booze already i've drank the entire drink that melissa put in front of me plus two glasses of wine and i have yeah, not you- consumed alcohol you fucking like, house that two weeks so this is this is the first and
0: our drink so we're recording two episodes and our next drink is oh. has a lot of I alcohol in it i
1: am concerned my about point it. Is, i mean greg's here too but my point I just, is i could just give myself like one teaspoon i don't want you to convulse in front of me and
0: consume it
1: <laughs> i don't want you to hallucinate because I could not, I'm not
0: in a state where I can help. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't actually fringe. want to. Any drug that makes you hallucinate freaks me right the fuck out. Yeah, no. I already see shit constantly at night when I have like night terrors and stuff or when I wake up in my room and I think like people are there. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough of a joy ride for me. <laughs> I don't need to, I don't need to bring that into my waking hours. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound like a fun time. We're going to start a whole trend. Everybody that listens to the show now is going to start doing the nutmeg challenge. And Uh, there's going to be deaths. New Hampshire
1: State Police better look out for those five people. (laughs) (laughs) They're all in New Hampshire.
0: No, they're not. No, they're not. We've got one in
1: Pennsylvania. That's right. Hi, Pennsylvania listeners. No,
0: we've got some people in Poland.
1: Ooh, Polish people. Yeah, Poland, the UK, Canada. Nice. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Anyways, so. Hello, international listenership. Oh, yeah. I yeah.
0: was trying to think of something like British to say, and I just. Pip, pip, cheerio. Why, England
2: pip,
1: was not pip, one of the
0: countries cheerio. you mentioned. Well, they're on there. The UK's on there.
1: Okay. Sorry.
0: I don't know anything about Poland.
1: They were invaded.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't.
1: Anyways.
0: <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Amy. Yes. Take us
1: away. We're almost 40 minutes in. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so you mentioned the Banda Islands. Yes. Which is what I'm gonna be talking about a lot today. So um those are they're a small group of islands that are just outside of Indonesia. Okay. Um I have a map which it's like an old school map, so I'll show you it's is like it in the drive? Tiny, yeah, it's in the drive. Of course, I'll post I I'll post it. It to the blog okay. too. But teeny tiny islands um and uh, you, what's the what's what is it called the banda banda island b-a-n-d-a yeah. correct yep yeah. so um for until like the 16 like i don't see a map 17 oh there it is
0: the one that says map
1: yep the one that says map um <laughs> it was thought that these the small cluster of islands in indonesia were the only place in the world where you could get nutmeg oh um which is actually incorrect um, it's the only place in the world where you can get one specific type of nutmeg, which is what we we currently identify as nutmeg. Okay, like it's it's what we use for modern nutmeg. But there's other varieties of nutmeg that grow in India, um, and Southeast Asia as well. Um, but the funny thing is, is that the citizens of the Banda Islands they are actually really good tradespeople, and I'll talk about this a little bit later too. So, um, all of Europe's, uh, um, uh relationship with nutmeg was built out of them trading with Arab traders who traded with uh, Bandanese traders who then traded with other parts of the world to get all the different kinds of nutmeg. So all of the different kinds of nutmeg filtered through these islands, even though not all of the different kinds of nutmeg are grown there. So
2: regardless of whether it was grown there or not, they still controlled the trade. Yes. That's cool. Okay.
1: Yes. So um, many people know only know the Bandanese islands um from one kind of like thing and i think that might be the thing that you that piqued your interest melissa when you first so um one of the islands was traded for manhattan uh so okay can i just
0: say a thing about that so when i initially grabbed this it was like a specific article about it Mm -hmm. i thought this makes no sense but i thought it was an island in new york Like part of New York. And I was like, wow, that's really weird that like nutmeg was grown (laughs) on this island in northeastern United States. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of I put it on the list and I never really thought that much about it. And then when I was looking to like make a drink for this episode and I was looking into it, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Indonesia. Yep, that's not New York. (laughs) Weird. And I was like, wait, did I get it wrong? I was like, yeah, yeah, you, you're a fucking idiot. But (laughs) anyway, well, because I didn't read the article because I wanted it to be an episode topic. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't
1: read it. But anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, so many people are like if they've heard of the Banda Islands, they've heard of them from um, this, this kind of like trivia fact that in 1677, the Dutch actually traded a claim to New Amsterdam, which is now New York City. Um, for access and control of one of these islands uh, with the British. so it's it's what made New York City become part of the uh, British colonies. In the 1600s mm.
2: Because even old New York Was once New Amsterdam
1: Yes yeah. that great. <laughs> oh, That's great Wonderful Okay so I'm going to rewind a little bit And we're going to go back to the early uh, Actually before the 1600s Way before the 1600s And we're... Thank you for the sound effects Melissa <laughs> And we're going to talk
0: <laughs> You got to do the hand motions
2: Yes, kind of yes well. <laughs> no one
1: could hear the hand motions Oh they hear and it And this is the medium we they have chosen hear it if they've taken the nutmeg challenge Yeah they don't get the man challenge, oh boy. Okay, so um, let's talk. We're gonna go all the way back to one A.D. Oh, this is I think the furthest back we've ever traveled. Didn't we? No, didn't go we were BC. like eight.
0: Yeah, we were like eight hundred. I think we did B.C.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Because the
0: Romans are B.C.
1: Well, because depends c-
0: what. Right, not they, all the Romans they are B.C. Spread but, out, yeah. but yeah, I think we've both think we've, we've w- both gone B.C. I'm okay. pretty sure. Okay. You're right.
1: So this is, this is the earliest we've gone AD. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. This is I mean, about as early
2: yeah AD as you can get. Is, I is there mean, a, one? Is there a zero AD? Yeah, no. I don't know.
1: But the, even even then, this is happening. What I'm about to say. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. <laughs> so there were on the Banda Islands. Uh, the people who inhabit these islands are called the Bandanese. Um and the Bandanese were actually as as I alluded to earlier these kind of like world class traders so um and traders T R A D E R S not T R A I T O R S not like oh traders tra- I didn't to their hear I only country. heard traders yeah like, like
0: trading things but I've
1: yeah I've had a lot to drink so my mind yeah no I'm feeling cause that I'm a, too I'm an English person is like <laughs> what is every meaning of what you're saying to every word so. <laughs> every okay we're moving on <laughs> so anyways they they traded a bunch of different stuff uh so they traded things like uh feathers from um exotic birds uh oh. and they traded primarily with countries that were really close to them so they traded with like pop uh papua new guinea and china and um they also also were like master navigators too so they wait papua well- new guinea yes i thought that no papa not papua new guinea oh just My- my Papa? Brain, yeah, my brain made my mouth what say the, the second part. What the fuck is Papa?
0: <laughs> where
1: is that? Southeast Asia.
0: I've never heard But Papua New Guinea is in like South America.
1: Isn't it in Africa? Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, here's here's where we pull back the curtain and you see that we're all just idiots who are reciting stuff we read. I mean, online. Uh,
0: yeah, we do research. That's how you learn. Yes, but I don't Country and Oceania. Where's Oceania <laughs> I don't understand Melissa's
1: well, googling stuff as I continue
0: to talk Yeah cause I don't know so, so you're not talking about Papua and New Guinea
1: Right Oh it's by Australia Oh maybe I am talking about them then
0: So there's the yeah yeah you are Because okay. Indonesia so I didn't know where Indonesia was There's Indonesia right above Australia And like um Where's
1: New Zealand New Zealand's way out there. Oh, wow. There's a guys, big difference. A big distance. Well, I mean.
0: and Australia's so big, guys. I don't know geography. Australia
1: is roughly the size of the United States. It's, it's a big
0: country. He, well, it's a continent, too. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So it's like right next door to Indonesia. Yeah. Yeah. So you did mean to say that I'm the idiot that okay. thought it was part of South America.
1: No, I thought it was part of Africa. So- <laughs> And I'm the one who did the research. Well, you
0: know what? Being human means learning every day.
1: You're so beautiful, Learning how to be better. You have a beautiful soul. (laughs) Anyone who's been listening to us all along is going to be like, Melissa and Amy hate each other. And then this episode, they're going to be like, why are Melissa and Amy? What are you talking about? We love each other. That's
0: why we can be mean to each other. (laughs) That's true. If we didn't love each other, we would not get away with the shit that we say to each other. That's true. Also, I apologize to the listeners because all of a
1: sudden, all of the drink. Just went to my brain. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking hitting me. Yes.
0: I know. So, tapaches, it's fermented, but they're like, oh, it's really low in alcohol content, but.
3: I don't know, man. I only yeah. put an
0: ounce of gin and an ounce of Pimm's Number One, and I am fucking flying. Yeah, we also drank it in about
1: two minutes. It's true. It's true. It's true. Okay, it's sorry. Tasty. Let's get back on track. Okay, so uh, the Bandanese, right? They're yes. expert traders and they're also expert navigators. So they're essentially they're on these little boats. They're going all over, um, you know, the uh, Pacific Ocean, trading with different countries with different continents, right? Uh, And they're trading things that are natural resources to their little uh, group of islands and also trading things that um, are from other continents and countries as well, too. Um, And because of this, they mastered all of the water trade routes that border most of Asia and India. And they become the handful of these people of the Bantanese become incredibly wealthy traders. So
0: So wait, the people that actually live there. Yes, the people that actually live there. Yeah. Um, so, So we're doing good so far.
1: Yes, so far. We're People that track. are
0: actually doing the work are making the money.
1: Right. Okay. And um, essentially the, what forms is like this intricate system of city-states. So like, you know how um, like in ancient like Rome and Greece, there were a bunch of city-states. It wasn't like a unified country. It was like each specific City was its, like, own little country, kind of. Okay. They all Mm -hmm. had
0: their own, like, leaders, you mean? Yes. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then those governments would have, like, alliances with one another, but they weren't necessarily, like, completely unified, like, a country. So this is kind of, like, what the Bandanese are doing on the Banda Islands, where they have all these kind of, like, little, like, um, really super wealthy merchants who are controlling a specific village or specific city. Or a specific island, and they're coordinating with one another, but they aren't really a unified country. Okay. And then they called these really wealthy individuals who were her uh, in control the Arangkaya, or which translates to rich men.
0: <laughs> okay. Um,
1: so very, you know, on point, right? Um. So these uh rich men, they each held a trade federation. So like each <gasps> of the little specific like Star cities. Trek. Sure, we're gonna go with that, guys. I'm watching Picard. I know you are picard sidebar <clears throat> it's so beautiful I'm, I'm i cry i've cried both episodes oh because it's
0: my captain anyways moving
1: on okay um <laughs> so each city state has its own specific trade federation and then around this time the bandanese begin to cultivate their own nutmeg so i mentioned before that it was widely thought by europeans at this time that nutmeg is only available and only grown in this small group of islands Mm -hmm. that's not true there's one specific kind of nutmeg Mm -hmm. which is like a longer um like got like a longer not grain i can't think of words well it's a seed yeah it's it's inside like a almost like a pod yeah so it's got like a longer more slender pod and that's like i said that's what we consider when you think of nutmeg today like that's what you think yeah. of that's the standard for modern what,
0: yeah what we see isn't what grows on the tree i put a picture in the drive it it's almost sexual The little <laughs> pod that it grows in i was looking at the scientific drawing and i was like mm. i could see a dude wanting to fuck that yeah i mean i could see a woman wanting to fuck uh, that that's but, true uh, but it's, it's oddly you know whenever anyways yeah i'm
1: not gonna- <laughs> I got to
0: continue. I understand.
1: Yeah, you you feel so me. So there's there's a more round and wide form of nutmeg that mm-hmm. grows in India. Takes okay. all types. Yeah. Um. But there's so essentially like, but the Bantanese were still controlling trade to most of the rest of the world at okay. this time okay. in in the Pacific Ocean. So they were, even though they were only growing one form of nutmeg. A lot of the other forms of nutmeg were traded through them, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So they start to really dig into, like, growing their own because they think, hey, why not cut out the middleman? Instead of trading India's nutmeg with China, why don't we just um, grow our own nutmeg and then we reap all of the profits as opposed to, like, having to pay for the original. Be the middleman. Yeah. Yeah. So um, two things... Start to happen um, at this time, which really make the Bandanese stand out and make a lot more money. So one is that their form of nutmeg, like I said, it's a little bit different. It's like a longer seed pod. It's as considered by modern people to be a more superior form of nutmeg. So okay. it's it's got like more flavor notes. Um, it so has, that's not the nutmeg we have. That is a nutmeg we have. Oh, it is the nutmeg the one, we yeah, have. the Bandanese okay. nutmeg okay. nutmeg okay. Okay. we have. And then also they have way superior trading abilities too. So they they have all these connections already that they've been working on trading all sorts of other things like exotic bird feathers and and other local resources and other things that they've traded with other countries too. So they quickly become even more rich and powerful, and they start to trade um, further out too with Arabian and Persian merchants too.
3: Okay. Um,
1: so just quick note for because I didn't know this like when I was younger, but Persian essentially means like modern day Iran like that. Area. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and then uh, these Arabian and Persian merchants would then trade with European merchants and they would share stories of what they called the Spice Islands, which sure, okay. were the Bandanese um, oh, and the Banda okay. Islands, right? Um, So all of the stories that they shared of like these exotic birds that live there and this like beautiful habitat and this like very dramatic landscape of this like little these little like island hamlets that just lived in the middle of the ocean with all of this like exotic wildlife and jungle there. They were telling all these stories of this to European merchants. So what do Europeans do? They think, fuck it up? Yeah, they fuck it Steal up. Steal shit? They think. Be we awful? Want that. We want that for us. Fucking Obviously. white people.
2: Obviously we want that. Doesn't
1: matter if there's fucking people there already. Let's go and claim it as ours. But they're like, they're and they're like,
0: I, I hate to use the word civilized because that's fucking... Yeah. That's white speak. I yeah. hate it. But like these people are managing their own yeah. communities. Right. They're making fucking money. So yep. like obviously they know about i was gonna say like marketing it's not <laughs> necessarily marketing but they know about trade they know how to right. how to deliver yeah. their product they probably they just
2: didn't have a fucking army <laughs> right so that
0: when other like people they know what they're they doing. doing it's, it's not it. like not that it makes it better but it's not like it's another country coming in and being like oh they need us they need our like right. modern technology right, right. and our and our medical care our and all that bullshit our aquifers <laughs> like the romans i like that But yeah, so
1: that's kind of bullshit. So European traders hear of the Banda Islands and they think, let's go claim this shit as our own. Nutmeg's fucking amazing, (laughs) right? And at the same time, this is the 1500s now. Nutmeg is like its popularity is exploding. So one of the reasons why its popularity is exploding is what Melissa mentioned earlier, Nutmeg has hallucinogenic properties. Woo, woo! So people were getting crunk on nutmeg. They were. <laughs> uh, they were.
0: They're fucking getting baked and laying out in the hot, hot sun. Yep. So not only does
1: nutmeg taste amazing and it adds a lot of um, like warmth. We, we usually have nutmeg in uh, seasonal beverages. You mentioned yes. earlier like only being able to find things that are like egg flips or like a form of like eggnog or something like that. Yeah like things that we think of warm winter winter, yeah right so the reason behind that is that nutmeg was thought to have these kind of healing qualities so Mm. it was seen as a medicine it was seen as kind of a psychoactive drug and it was also seen as a traditional spice as well so it has a lot of qualities that are really appealing to a 1500s european i mean
0: even now you could sell this shit to some like new age folks tell them it like helps arthritis or something gwyneth paltrow
2: Oh my god. Get it on goop.
0: A, and it does have health benefits, to be yes. fair. But it's just not, you know, an actual medicine made by scientists. Right.
1: <laughs> um, So the psychoactive element in nutmeg is called, I'm going to butcher this. Mm, that's mir- why I left it out. <laughs> Meristisin? <laughs> <Mirus, laughs> sure. Um, and it's similar. It's kind of like a combination of an amphetamine and ecstasy. Woohoo! Yeah! Wow, oh, man. man.
0: Wow. To be fair, I I did take some E in high school. And let me tell you, that's the shit. Mm. I mean, besides the fact that it literally eats holes in your brain, Mm. it's the best drug I've ever done.
1: Ecstasy was was legal up until the early 90s.
0: It literally makes your brain into Swiss cheese. Yeah. People don't. You know, you know, you do a little bit of e every now. Oh, I guess now they do Molly. It's called Molly. Yeah, I don't I know how Molly kids. I don't know how Molly is different from me. I assume it's different.
1: I think it's very similar,
0: but it's still a bunch of shit you find under your kitchen sink. Yeah. So, like, if you're gonna do it, you know, do it in moderation. <laughs> you don't want your brain to look like Swiss cheese. Do drugs
1: responsibly, listeners.
0: Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with doing some drugs and letting loose. You know, just don't make your brain into cheese. Yeah. Anyways, no <laughs> thank That's you for another episode. Thank you for coming to my TED talk.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> so the first European nation to arrive in the area are the Portuguese. Mm. So they attempt to take control of the trade routes and the spices, and the Bandanese rebuff them. Um, ooh, rebuffed. brutally rebuffed. Yeah, rebuffed. Uh, the Bandanese actually at this time had like some pretty badass warships.
3: Oh, they um, did. Okay, ooh. yeah, they weren't
1: like what we think of as like European warships, which are like these multi-tiered like giant penises floating in the ocean. <laughs> They're, they're, like, essentially, like, these, like, war canoe things. Like, almost like Viking longships where they have, like... It's, Did I you have, have a, picture. a picture? I thought you I had, had a, a picture. picture in the drive. Here you go. So it's kind of... It, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It oh, looks, yeah. It oh, looks yeah. like a Viking longship. Yeah. yeah um So uh, the Bandinis That com- lady's
0: tits are hanging out.
1: Yep. Yep. go <laughs> <laughs> postings post these on the blog for your uh, viewing pleasure. Free porn, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. So the Bandinis uh, push them back... With their warships and then also they're really politically powerful with the locals. So I oh, that's good. Earlier the like kind of city-state setup they have. So one of the things and I'm sure we'll do a whole episode probably when we talk about chocolate, when we talk about like conquistadors in South America right? But one of the things that gave the conquistadors a foothold in South America were that all of the different city-states were warring in South America and a lot of people really fucking hated uh, the uh, Mayans and Aztecs. And like the villagers who were surrounding these areas, like hated the more metropolitan metropolitan, yeah, and urban centers. Like they didn't like the people who were in power at that time. I mean, it's it's, yeah, it's like
0: any time in history.
1: So the conquistadors (laughs) were like, "Hey, we'll help you," and then they're like, "Yeah, let's fuck over the big guy." And then the conquistadors like, "We're gonna fuck you over too." And they're like, "Ah, fuck, yellow smallpox." (laughs) But. how the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> what a
2: twist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With the Banda the islands, the, like the Portuguese came and they're like, hey, let's like overthrow the people in charge. And like the Bandanese are were like, we like those dudes. Yeah. right. They yeah. take
0: care of no, us. we work well together. Yeah. Yeah. Why, are you, why are you coming in trying to start Don't this worry. drama? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a completely different scenario. That's kind of nice to hear. Yeah. A yeah. Um, yeah, nice little different than you know, everything else.
1: Yeah, but I know it's a really confusing thing. Sorry for the faces. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Underneath that picture of the warship, I just said the word zest. <laughs> All right. What does that mean? I don't know. I wrote these notes so long <laughs> to ago. To be fair,
0: you have to research a lot more than I do. I cannot judge. Like,
2: <laughs> you
0: do so much work. Can, I think I think zest. Judge.
2: I think zest is an underrated word. Like, zest. I feel like zest is like. I got a zest for life. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like they're, I don't. it's cooking related. Yeah. It's it's life related. I right. don't yeah,
0: zesta nutmeg? I no. I don't think zest, you' Zesta. Zest for their leaders. Portuguese give up Oops. and then zest. Portuguese give up and then <laughs> go
1: home? Yeah, I don't know. So the Portuguese give up is my point. And they're they, like And they go home. Yeah, they're like, This is too fucking hard. We're gonna go home. Uh so Just but, kidding. Yeah, just
0: kidding. JK guys, we didn't mean to invade you. <laughs> yeah. It was just a big mistake. T- yeah. No,
1: total misunderstanding. So by the time the sixteen hundreds roll around, the word has spread even more about the um spice islands mm-hmm. in Indonesia, and the Dutch decide that they're gonna have a go at it. The Dutch? The Dutch. The, the, the Dutch? Dutch are the villains here. I'm gonna just throw that out there. The Dutch are the villains. What? Yeah. Go. But they're the Dutch. Yeah. 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 Take With your their wooden fucking shoes. wooden shoes. <laughs>
2: take your take your holes in your dykes and go home.
0: <laughs> I know what you mean, but that's what Kate said. That's what I said. <laughs>
1: So uh, the Portuguese warned the Dutch. They're like, dude, it's real fucking hard. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Look, do I've it. been down that road. She's not worth it, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but the Dutch were like, fuck it. We're going to go there. We're going to force them to sign a trade agreement with us, just like they did, like Target did with Taylor Swift. They can only sell
0: shit through us. <laughs> what <the> fuck? <laughs> what is that reference? Poor Tay-Tay. Poor Tay-Tay. No. No, 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 no. Tay-Tay has more money than fucking God. Tay-Tay's fine. I was, it was, it was a little. Although, yeah, that whole thing with her music, that was fucking bullshit.
1: But anyways. Yeah. So the Dutch arrive, they come up and they, they like come with, with like a small army. They're like,
2: look at my shoes. Yeah. They're made of wood. <laughs> look at my shoes. <laughs> look at my guns. Pay
1: no attention to this Wait, gun over this here. Wait, this is the 1600s? 1600s. Do they have guns in they the have 1600s? 16- yes, they have guns in the 1600s. Uh, and they show up and they meet with the Arankaya, the rich man, right? And they they're like, Hey, we need you to be exclusive. Sounds like Uruk-hai. with us.
0: It does sound like Urukai. Yeah. I bet they were hotter though. Probably. I mean Urukai are gross. Yeah, they really mm. are. Bad, I don't know what bad are. They're a mix of elves mm-hmm. and orcs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do know. From what Lord that is. of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. They come out of the mud. Yeah, I remember. And that, then they're yeah. all like Grrr. Okay.
1: And then they kill Boromir. Mm-hmm with all the arrows yeah these these individuals i'm assuming because they're humans probably <laughs> be more attractive
0: right that's what i said <laughs> i'm sure they were
1: so the uh orang i keep having to look at my notes to remember how they're the, okay yeah uh they're like fine yeah sure yeah we'll do whatever and the dutch get on their ship and they leave they sail away satisfied and then the Bandanese are like, fuck those dudes. We're going to keep trading how we want to trade. So as soon as the Dutch leave with their like small little army, the Bandanese are like, we're going to keep doing. Later, yeah, like, bitch. what the fuck? Yeah. We don't we don't owe you jack <coughs> and you're gone. So who, what, what? Yeah. Yeah. Also, no. I, I wonder, like, part of me wonders how all these trade agreements went down in the 1600s, because it's like, there's no fucking way that the Dutch had like a Bandanese translator there's no way that the Bandanese were like, we're gonna have a Dutch translator. Like, how did they actually come to this agreement? Was it was it a big misunderstanding, or were the Bandanese actually like, Guys, fuck you? Well, here's the other thing. So
0: they're, they are almost 7,500 miles away from Indonesia. That's a, yeah, that's a long. So like, long they're course. taking ships. Yeah. So
1: they're gonna leave. Yeah. Exactly. And then these
0: people on the Spice Islands are like, oh, well, they might be back in ten years. Yeah.
1: And also, like it would take months and months and months just for them to get back to. I mean, it takes thirteen hours to fly. Yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah, although
0: not as long as going from here to Australia. <coughs> but anyways, so it takes.
1: Funny, funnily enough, it takes the Dutch three years.
0: I, to I don't discover, believe
1: that. To discover that the Bandanese have not made good also, on that's their just commitment. Three
0: years for word to get back mm-hmm. to them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bandanese also signed trade agreements with Inc- the English. That's a mistake. Yeah, that's a mistake. Double dipping. So at this point in history, the Dutch and English fucking hate each other Mm. like real bad. The English are very jealous of the wooden shoes. (laughs) That's their orthopedic.
3: (laughs) They've got
2: their wooden
0: wooden teeth, but they want those wooden shoes. It's
2: probably it's probably actually they're like, I love tulips (coughs) so much. Tulips and windmills. Yeah, I just love tulips. They're
1: so pretty. I love tulips. Why They're don't we beautiful. have any good oil painters? Tulips. We right can paint our tulips and windmills <laughs> That's right. and our wind shoes.
0: What the fuck is happening? So,
1: <laughs> guys, we got to i I'm both I've, okay. So mm-hmm. both countries too polite to actually fucking fight. Okay. Um. So they just have trade wars all over the world. Right. So this is this is uh standard European protocol, right? Instead of actually taken out in the schoolyard and beaten the shit out of each other to solve your differences like americans is <laughs> <laughs> doing that they no, take control of other countries no, no, no. in and america we shoot each system. other that's true let's that's be true. clear that's true there's no fisticuffs there's just bullets okay true enough <laughs> But for Europeans, they just take control of other smaller countries who don't have as many resources mm. as them, or mm. maybe sometimes have more resources, but not enough means to protect themselves, and use that as a way to work out their aggressions and angst at each sure. other. Sure, yeah. So that's what they do. The Dutch and the English, they're fighting and fighting. So the Dutch and the, many, the, Dutch and the English
0: are like the incels of the 1600s.
1: Yes. <laughs> and one of the biggest areas that they're fighting over <laughs> is the territory of the New World, of what, what what will become... United States of America, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in 1607, there is. Oh my God, we've only gone forward seven years.
0: <laughs> Shit.
1: There is uh, Peter spelt P I E T E R, which Pieter. is a very Dutch way of spelling Peter. Peter. He he hears about the Bantanese breaking their word and he decides to go back with warships. He's
0: like, I'm not going to take this shit.
1: Yep. And uh, 80 Japanese mercenaries. So he went to Japan, made a detour, gave 80 dudes some money to come fight his fight for Mm, him. Sure. Okay. Um the Bandanese Orankaya, the rich men, right? They they're like, Oh yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk. Okay, just park your ships yeah, there. Sure, sure, sure. Don't just even worry and about we're it. Gonna bro. Meet, we're gonna meet in the middle of the island. So just park your ships there. Come come for a walk with us. Come for a walk. So they come for a walk. It's cool. It's cool. They lure Peter into the center Peter p- <laughs> into the center of the island. And then uh, Bantanese warriors ambush all the Dutch and fucking slaughter them.
0: <laughs> this is like the most uplifting story you've ever told us. <laughs> <laughs> like people are getting slaughtered, but for once it's the white fuckers. Yes. Well, I mean, there's Japanese in there, but, you know, they're just yeah. paid mercenaries. So, yeah,
1: it's most it's mostly Dutch. Yeah. It's only like I said, only 80 Japanese mercenaries. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
0: That's, the, why, that's why they got fucking ambushed, man. Yeah, they uh, had more Japanese, they would have been fine. That's true. They would have been like, no, 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 no. Let's not go into the middle of the island. It's not a great idea, chief. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, thank you. No.
1: We <coughs> say no. So successfully massacre most of the Dutch and Japanese forces. <laughs> this shouldn't be funny, but it is. <laughs> um, so <laughs> <laughs> on this same trip is another young man by the name of Jan... Peter Zoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Peter Zoon. Cohen. I'm going to call him Cohen because I don't want to say that whole fucking mouthful of words again. Um, So Cohen... he, as a young man, has a dream of a vast maritime empire from Japan to India, and he works for the East India Company, the Dutch East oh. India Company. So at this time, this was really confusing to me. Uh, before I did some research, there are a bunch of different East India companies. Yeah, there's like the English East India Company and the Dutch East Ingi- English. Uh, d- well, because wasn't wasn't Columbus
0: the East India Company?
1: I don't think when so. when he came over, he was trying. He was to f- trying to find India, but I don't know. Yeah, I thought he was part of that. I don't whole thing. think that was formed yet, because it was in 1492. Oh, you're right. I was thinking. I was <laughs> thinking it was like in the 1700s. Nope, nope. He wouldn't have been. Able, I mean, he didn't really discover America, but he definitely wouldn't have been able to discover America he in the did. 1700s. Um, So he happened to travel to East with the East India Company in 1607 uh, as the assistant merchant to that Peter dude. Uh, And he watched from the boat as a bunch of those dudes got massacred. (laughs) So he had real strong feelings when, when he returned to his country. About the Bantanese people and the Banda Islands. Oh, oh,
0: you mean the people who were just trying to go and like steal all their shit? Yeah. Oh, and they fought back? Wow. What terrible people.
1: Yeah. So he's a survivor. He goes back. He's a survivor. He was on the fucking boat. Quote, unquote. Yeah. The East India. He didn't survive shit. The Dutch East India Trading Company was like, we're going to promote you because you're resourceful. Oh, you're such a hero. Yeah. By staying Uh, behind. Yeah. So they promote him to a governor general. And he sets up headquarters in Jakarta. And I'm just going to tell you like a little side story real quick so that you understand the kind of man that this Cohen dude oh, is. A great man, right? Great. Super nice. So he, in addition to he- hating the Bandanese, he also hates the British, like all good Dutchmen. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the British show up in Jakarta to try and push him out so that the British East India Company can seize control of the trade in the area. Um. The Sultan of uh, Bantam, which is where Jakarta is located, he decides to side with the British. And Cohen gets so fucking butthurt that he throws out the Sultan, exiles the locals, and burns the city to the ground. Holy (laughs) shit. What? And then sends out ships to chase down and kill every last British person on every last British ship who are trying to flee from the area. (laughs) So it's like if uh he's a better fuck holy yeah, shit he's, yeah he holds grudges this dude
0: <clears throat> he's got that chip on his shoulder he's like Tom Brady
1: yeah sure
0: <laughs> Tom Brady's got that chip that's why he's gotta win all the time and play till he's 800 years old I don't know how I feel about comparing
1: comp- <laughs> somebody who committed genocide
0: i mean you know in the same situation you know old brady would do the same
1: thing Yeah, probably he is a trump supporter so
0: (laughs) (laughs) kate's just like
1: i'm just gonna drink my drink and uh go back so we're gonna fast forward a few years 1620 is now where we're at right Mm -hmm. and cohen uh, urges the East India Company, Dutch's East India Company, to start pursuing the Banda Islands once again. And this time, the Brits and the Dutch, Dutch are negotiating a truce. The Dutch. The Dutch. <laughs> so they're like, hey, we've been fighting for a long time. Uh, we got this, this boy, Colin, who, like, tried, he burnt a city dead on the ground because he was so pissed hey, off guys, at you. He, he's <laughs> fucking crazy,
0: guys. Yeah. Like, let me tell you, you're just going to want to do whatever the fuck he says because mm-hmm. he is a fucking maniac madman. yeah yep. he will burn these
1: islands to the ground <laughs> so like let's let's just get along let's just divide shit up let's just get along for once and the british and the dutch like sort of settle into this kind of loose truce mm. uh loose truce, loose <laughs> truce. <laughs> so uh but at the same time cohen still so like we need to get back to the, the fucking spice islands okay mm. we we have unfinished business there right So the Dutch East India Company sends him there. And at this time, the British have control of one of the islands, one of the the few islands the Dutch have control. Well, the Dutch think that they have control, but they don't have control of shit. But the Dutch claim control. I'm doing air quotes because as I keep doing these, I realize you can't hear my air quotes. (laughs) No, to
0: be fair, how you're saying it, I feel like says air quotes yeah. or
1: italics
2: like yeah. one or the other
0: You're <clears throat> like
1: oh mm-hmm. i know so yeah. the dutch say that they
2: own yeah, some of these eyes, definitely but italicized. they really
1: they're not fucking in control right, right. like mm-hmm. the Bandanese mm-hmm. are in control mm-hmm. okay so he goes back in 1621 and he invites the british along begrudgingly but the brit like he <laughs> does it like in such a pissant way that the british are like we're fine just go do, what the you don't do don't like. worry we're about gonna it. take our right. own
2: boat we're cool <laughs> yeah
1: so he's He's pissed that the Dutch and the English are friendly now, so he sets out completely alone, and his aim is to take full control of the islands, even the one British one. So he's like, I'm going to be sneaky as fuck, and I'm going to just control this whole area, right? such a douche. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Cohen's the worst. I really want something terrible
0: to happen to him
1: yeah no, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint.
0: Um- <laughs> I mean, he did die eventually, probably terribly because it was like the fucking 1600s. yeah, I know, but I yeah. just I was
1: not that's actually not- something bad does happen to him. Okay. sort of all right. It's not as bad as, as it could he would be, hope as <laughs> I would hope, but it's it's not what his his ideal ending. um so Cohen has this vision for the Banda islands at this time, too. so he has this idea. That like this will be a colony. This will be akin to like what's going on with the new world. This will be filled with like a a very metropolitan golf
2: courses and overpriced hotels. Trump
1: Tower. He wants it the islands to be um, filled with Dutch residents so he wants there to be like an influx of like european influence into the area and to not just take control of like the locals that are there but actually to like push them out like he wants <laughs> this beautiful tropical island to, to be just f- be
0: all fucking white people to be all fucking like white people, fucking right. florida
1: <clears throat> so even at, and like in a letter calls the banda islands a new amsterdam um well, this is, well this is, <laughs>
0: Isn't there already a New Amsterdam? Yeah,
1: it's fucking New York City. Oh, that's right. My yeah. bad.
0: <clears throat> so, time, I don't see time the way the <laughs> rest of you do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's all happening at the same time for me. So, uh, Cohen decides he's going to pull a Napoleon. And Napoleon's strategy, for those of you who don't know, was he always attacked the, um, the capital city first because he thought that that would deflate uh, the citizens like ego and hope that they could win any right. battle it's against like capital
0: falls that's like
1: not a good sign right yeah. which was napoleon's downfall when he went to russia because moscow's in the fucking middle of nowhere but anyways <laughs> um so cohen decides to attack the biggest island and like i said like they aren't all completely unified they aren't like a country like what we think of like in modern western terms of a country it's this group this coalition really of cities they all work together they all work together yeah. right so Kohen attacks the biggest island which is called banda basar um uh, and it has uh he brings the biggest force the military force that these small islands have ever seen so he brings 1600 uh dutch soldiers and then he brings Japanese mercenaries as well, too. What's
0: with the Japanese mercenaries?
1: They were, like, at this time, it was before Japan had, like, closed down everything. Like, there's a period of time where Japan was, like, really open to trade. And then there was a period of time where Japan was, like, we we got to fucking focus on our own country. And they stopped trading and they stopped working with other countries, especially in Europe, because they saw how Europe was fucking up every other country mm. in Asia. Okay. And they're like, we're an island. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh but but at this time he he sets out with 1600 troops uh and then another 80 japanese mercenaries and um he ends up taking the island within days but there's a resistance that breaks out on the island so the bandanese continue these kind of like guerrilla attacks like these like they're like in the the rainforest and they're like jumping out and attacking them they're like doing things really sneakily so like kind of like the same strategy that the colonists used during the American Revolution um they're they're using the territory and the terrain to their benefit and they're just constantly attacking so although they lose overall control of the island they keep fighting and they keep fighting for a really really long time um Cohen's as we uh mentioned earlier a real petty bitch so uh <laughs> He gets really mad. Um, Does he stomp his
0: little <clears throat> feeties? Yeah, his little wooden
1: shoes. So all of the the Arankayas from the rich men from the other the islands. Arankai, yeah, yeah. they the
0: orgels. Sure, there's 48
1: of them in total across oh. all the islands, hmm. and he calls them all together um, with under the premise that like if you surrender to me and like you'll be fine, your islands will be fine, your territories will be fine. So they come together to surrender. And he orders the Japanese mercenaries to behead them all Oh my god so he fucking slaughters them <clears throat> yep so they these 48 men show up to be like we surrender what like whatever take control and he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you anyways
0: That's a fucking
1: no
0: no matter how the big on <laughs> no matter how big the chip on your fucking shoulder is that's such bitch move yes. yeah like fucking crazy Daenerys didn't even pull that shit in game of thrones i mean she did kill yeah. those two dudes but she didn't kill every well she might have ended up killing everybody but anyway
1: <laughs> before she if went so hadn't stopped her before
0: she went super crazy mm-hmm. uh she would have never done that yeah. she was fucking nuts <laughs> yeah that's not
1: yeah, uh, and then uh, Cohen also decides to enslave the eight hundred villagers. Sure, of course. Uh, I mean, sure.
0: they're not—they don't have the same skin color, so yeah. What good are they besides slaves? not real people?
1: No. Um. So these these group of islands, which had a population of fifteen thousand Bandanese before the Dutch and Cohen arrive. Are reduced to one to two thousand. I'm so total. fucking
0: mad about this because <sighs> I was so like, and I knew it was gonna be bad, but because of the beginning of the story and mm-hmm. the, the, how many yeah, times they the were, band they these, were like sent people were, yeah, home, yeah. I was just
1: like, you know, I was just really rooting for them, Amy. Yeah, I know. So. Um, there are some Bandanese that survive today, which I'll talk about in a little bit. And they refuse, even though this horrible thing happened to them, they refuse to allow themselves to be cast as victims. So they were really resilient community and culture, which is really cool. And I have some pictures in there. I mean, door, they're fighters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I, and like they, they just seem like a really vibrant, amazing culture. And I'm so pissed that Europeans tried to fuck it up and and to, kind of fucked it up. Yeah. Right. Um, So, the Dutch end up, uh, like, destroying all of the, like, individual properties and homesteads and everything. And they build 68 uh, plantations, excuse me, across all of the different islands. Um, So, like, traditional style plantations with, like, a big center house. Um, The 800 enslaved people, they put to work on them. And then they actually realize that they need more people. So, they import uh, slaves. So, they make Indonesian plantations. Yeah. So they import slaves from other countries as well, too. I fucking hate people so much. Um, some Why of the, are humans so <clears throat> terrible? Many of the villagers, many of the Bandanese, as opposed to succumbing um, to slavery, mm. opted to jump off of cliffs into the ocean. Well, thanks for that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> like, it was just a really fucking horrible time. Uh, Cohen's seizures of the islands reignite A war with the British, so him seizing oh because he took that one island that they
0: said was under their control air quotes yeah
1: um so he well he doesn't well he like kills a bunch of people on it but technically like it's a violation of the treaty and the truce that the Dutch and the British have signed. That's this whole thing is what leads to the eventual 1677 deal of the Dutch being like, you can have New Amsterdam, aka New York City, if we can just have this one island. And the British were like, we're fucking done with this anyways, because it's on the other side of the world. It's too hard to manage. Yeah. We'll we'll invest all of our time and resource in the colony. Right, right. Um, right. <laughs> so um, the Brits main control, maintain control on paper of that one smaller island, even though Cohen essentially is like like killed most of the population um, and the, the British and the Dutch continued to fight until the 1677 deal um, that um, changed. Uh, uh, obviously we know like it changed like our future as a country. It also changed the future there. Like the Dutch just kept building more plantations and importing more slaves. And a lot of what uh, who are modernly living there is uh, consider themselves Bandanese because they've been passed down culture. Like the traditional like dances and uh and garments and religious practices and things like that. But it, the Bandanese Islands, the Banta Islands are actually made up of people from literally all over the world. Oh my gosh. Because of all these slaves from Africa were imported. So like I have a picture of um in the drive and I don't know if I have it. I have it on my notes so I can't show you without closing my notes, but of these women doing what's called a nutmeg dance. And they're these beautiful women who, if I didn't know better, I would assume that they were African, um, wow. and they're wearing like a very beautiful traditional bright colored yeah, garb gorgeous. and stuff. Yeah, um, but, I mean they look Asian, but it's it's like it's kind of like in South America where like mm. there's very few people who are descended from or just descended from Mayans or Aztecs. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, a weird culmination mm. of like Europeans with like their skirts,
0: scor- their skirts. Their skirts are gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Their clothes are amazing. Oh. Um, so the Bantanese, they continue guerrilla attacks like over the decades and decades. Trying to like take their islands back. Yep. Um, and there's actually even reports too that Anarankaya used his resources to help more Bantanese evacuate the islands. So there are reports of the people, some of the, uh, the um, rich men who didn't go to surrender they uh, fled, and then they kept bringing boats back to help some of the people who were enslaved Aww. escape. So it's kind of like an underground railroad yeah, 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 yeah. in the Pacific Ocean. Um, and then those who were in the area were able to take control of other trade. So um, there were some few free Bandanese people still left, and they were very resourceful, and they continued to trade other things too, like sea slugs and shark fins, um and uh, even certain kinds of like birds' nests too, like other yeah. natural local resources yeah. that they had. Um, and they ran uh, nutmeg cultivation and actually introduced the non-banda or the um, different kind of nutmeg that I mentioned was prevalent in India. They uh-huh. introduced that kind of nutmeg to their islands, okay, so that they could grow it there and start running trade for that too. Okay. Um, all of this is was because of this idea that the Dutch had in the sixteen hundreds too, that that this was the only place on earth that nutmeg was grown, which is like a complete fucking fallacy. Um, but mm. nutmeg takes a really, really, really long time to grow. It mm. takes seven years for our nutmeg grove to mature to oh. the point where it can produce nutmeg. Mm. Okay. So like starting a new nutmeg plantation would take a lot of resources mm. and time, mm. which not oh I don't not know, justifying. like maybe work. Yeah. Right. Which, obviously, not justifying what the Dutch did, but it's part of the reason that compelled them. Like, they saw that the time and resources to just take control of the island was way less than the time of resources to to start their own thing. Sure. Um, Murdering people's way are
0: easier than actually doing work.
1: Yep. So, uh, as I mentioned, a lot of slaves were imported from other countries um, into the Banda Islands, but there is a somewhat happy ending for the Bandanese. Um, Obviously, they, they lived through generations of, like, Racial turmoil and, um, and European control. But actually, in 1982, the country, um, was restructured, and the islands, the entire um, nutmeg uh, plantation and nutmeg growing industry, was given back to the Bandanese people. Aww. Okay. So the people who, so the Dutch like gave it back.
0: Yes. Which I mean makes sense with what we know about them now. Yeah. They're a bit more evolved
1: than. But this was in nineteen eighty two. I mean, yeah. That the Bandanese were were given control of the netmeg industry. Oh, that's so Given nice. control of but did they is they divided it equally among all of the families. Is, is who were the, descendants.
2: Is the are the islands still under Dutch control? No.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's part of Indonesia now. Okay. Um, yeah. So there is so I nice. mean it's a fucking like horrible journey to get there. I mean,
0: the fact that that even happened, though, I mean, look at how long it took for fucking England to let
1: go of India. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean. So I didn't have it in my notes, but Cohen, I did do some research of, like, what the fuck happened to Cohen, yeah. too. Piece of shit. He was a piece of shit. So like I mentioned, he wanted the Banda Islands to become, like, a new Amsterdam, and he kept trying to recruit um, Dutch families to come and live in, in the Spice Islands and the Banda Islands. And everyone was like, you're fucking crazy. We don't want (laughs) to, like, relocate. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So he kept, like, doing, like, even he he ends up getting fired from the um, East India (laughs) Company. Yeah. I can't remember why he got fired. I'll have to put it up on the blog, but I can't remember. Because he's a miserable prick. (laughs) Probably because he's a miserable prick. But um, he, so he's kind of disgraced and he keeps making these, like, kind of, like, jaunty trips back and forth between like his country and the Banda islands to try and like recruit people to come and live there. Dutch people to come and live there. And he brings his wife, his poor wife along and all these trips too. And like close family friends. And he, he keeps just being like, look at how great it is. Look, look, we can live here. And all the Dutch people are like, no. So he, he dies like disgraced. Um, Yeah. So, but like I said, it's not as horrible of an ending as I would have liked for him.
0: but it's probably worse for him to just because that's years and years of just being like essentially laughed at yeah Yeah. that's true Mm -hmm. his family probably fucking hated him yeah like can you please stop bringing us here it's too hot we don't want to live here
1: we don't want to live here we are white we can't take this heat (laughs) well it's just
0: seen
2: how big the bugs are
1: yeah well i can't even imagine too if you're used to like living in a western country with like like, cobblestone roadways and, like, horse-drawn carriages and, like, candy shops and clothing shops. You know what I mean? Like, in a more, like, metropolitan area. Sure. What it would be like to be transported to literally the other side of the world, a completely different climate and a completely different way of life. Like, there's not the same infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Not to say that one's better than the other, but it's just different. Yeah, it's just
0: different. It's like taking someone who grew up in, like, New York their entire life and then you know putting them someplace in the midwest yeah of america and them just being like and that's not even as drastic but just yeah. being like i don't yeah what the fuck yeah. there's like it's 3 a.m what do you mean i can't yeah, get i can't go anywhere yeah. what are you talking about like
1: yeah yeah and it just i have a picture too of like modern day banda islands so you can see um it's in the drive but you can see how like untouched it still looks Is that the one with the the canoe? Yeah, the canoe with the yeah, the kind of mountainous area in the background. It just looks so beautiful and serene. Um, so there there is like I said, there's a very tumultuous history based on this idea that this is the only place to get an egg, which is a complete fucking fallacy. So essentially,
0: you can grow it in any tropical climate. It just takes a very long time, right? You to mature, but once it matures, you have an orchard. I mean, it's just like growing an apple orchard. Like it takes oh. years and years for those trees to mature and then they produce fruit.
1: Apple apples generally only take a, apple trees generally only take a couple years and all yeah. apple trees are like these weird hybrids. Right. Things. That's true. That that'll be a whole episode. Um <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a little less complicated than making like a nutmeg. Right, but I'm just saying like orchard. anything you have to right if you have
0: to grow it from scratch it's gonna take years yeah yeah it's always air quotes easier to to go into a place and just take over something that's already going like when you know fucking millionaires go in and take over entire companies right it's easier than building your own thing but it's always possible yeah oh yeah like It's like that, that whole area has a bunch of islands i imagine it's just as easy to grow nutmeg on any of those islands
1: yeah and another thing i forgot to mention too is that cohen like right when he seizes control of all this and the dutch east india company is like yes we finally have the Banda islands that's when nutmeg starts to fall out of favor <laughs> <laughs> so bad investment mm. um yeah i don't this- believe in karma but yeah Yeah, so they traded New what would become New York City. They're like, this is a great trade. This is the trade of a lifetime. We have this island that is the only place that can produce nutmeg. Yeah, because
0: nutmeg isn't super expensive.
1: Yeah, Um, it's not like
0: macadamia. It's the cheapest
1: of all hallucinogenic substances I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. I mean, we (laughs) have have not yet tested that. So yeah, Uh, there's so funny. Like down the rabbit hole of research, there is an NPR article about like quote unquote nutmeg island or the Spice Islands. And it linked to an article on the Atlantic, which was just called "Nutmeg Will Fuck You Up," and it-, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was someone's like firsthand account. Like, I wish I could be the fucking writer that that magazines paid to be like, "Can you see how much nutmeg it takes to get fucking wasted?" No.
0: You, know, you know, the drinking out of cups lizard?
1: Mm.
0: No, no. <gasps> oh my god, <coughs> drinking out of cups, being a bitch. Okay, we'll play this after Guys, if you look up on the internet, he's drinking out of cups He's a claymation lizard And the story is that it's a guy that took too much LSD (laughs) And was in his friend's closet And just fucking rambled off Shit Nice, But what if that guy was actually High on two to three teaspoons of nutmeg Could be drinking out of cups being a bitch yep okay we're gonna listen to that as soon as we're done recording because it's fucking amazing (laughs) but anyways that was very important i'm glad that it kind of had like a happy ending yeah that's nice most of the stuff we covered does not that's true. Like things get like marginally better, but yeah not actually mm-hmm. better for the people mm-hmm. involved. So that's kind of nice.
1: Yeah. And they, I try I think like the Bandanese really like modern Bandanese people really don't want to be seen as victims. Right. Like they like, Well, they persevered. They fought yeah. fought back and kind of saved their little
0: paradise. Yeah. And so yeah. We're able to keep their traditions and stuff even though,
1: you know, most of them were slaughtered. Yep. Yeah. And that's why, like, there's a bunch of, there's a whole way of viewing history, which I think is really fascinating. But there's, like, people who look at it, look at these kinds of situations, like, very Eurocentric and be like, oh, this is what it did for, like, the European economy and the Dutch economy and oh, the, and the feud between the British and the I Dutch, h- which I hate did that touch shit. upon. But it also, like, the Bandanese were fucking, they had their shit together. Like, yeah. they were no, amazing yeah. See, and I mean, they held their own for yeah. a long fucking time. <laughs> it was
0: just just a matter of being attacked over and over and over and over yep. and over you know eventually you just don't have the resources or tiny islands
1: yeah hmm. very yeah. cool so that's what i got this this episode
0: awesome very cool Thanks. i like it i'm drunk <laughs> and i have to pee
2: so oh my bad. god me too so bad
0: <laughs> all right so then we're going to we're going to sign off all right so bye bye, bye. Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit DrunkDish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at DrunkDish. And again, thanks for
3: listening.